All right, welcome to Blackhawk Church. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors on the teaching team here at Blackhawk. Welcome to those of you who are in this room with me at our Brader Way site. Those of you who are watching me on a screen at another venue here in Brader Way, or those who are watching me on a screen at uh, Blackhawk Fitchburg, Savannah Oaks Middle School, or Blackhawk Downtown at the Upper House to all of those sites. And maybe you're watching uh, online because you're on a vacation. So welcome. Uh, to everyone, uh, to Blackhawk Church. If you're part of the Chinese ministry, Di Zhongzi Mei Ping An. One thing you may not be aware of, I am aware of the uh, score uh, from last night's game with the Brewers and the Cubs. So you don't have to tell me who won last night's game. So just uh, if you're wondering what, that, what that's all about, then talk to somebody who comes to Blackhawk on a regular basis. So there you go. Not too long ago, uh, my wife and I, well, I guess it was about, it was about three years ago, uh, my wife and I attended a conference in Houston, uh, Texas, and uh, we landed at uh, one of the two major airports that they have there. And then uh, we had to get to our hotel, which was on the other side of town, and uh, the conference started at seven. We landed at about three, we got our bags, and uh, we got an Uber, and we were getting to our conference. And, I don't know if you've ever been to Houston or not, but let's just say they, got, they have some traffic in Houston. So uh, we were in the back of this Uber, and it wasn't but five minutes after we left the airport, and we were in a massive traffic jam that, and I'm not, I'm not kidding you, there's like eight or 10 lanes, and we were on an elevated highway, and this thing, we could see, as far as we could see, it was just a massive parking lot, like both sides. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm getting a little nervous. If you don't know me, I'm like not the most patient person in the world. And I'm thinking, you know, like we're, like we're not going to make it here. And then all of a sudden, uh, our Uber driver decided to uh, take an exit. And then we got on these small roads, which uh, about the size of our University Avenue, which in Houston, that's like a small, t- small road. And all of a sudden, we just started zipping through Houston, like boom, 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 boom. And I could look to see this major highway, and it was just, it was not moving at all. And I just wanted to compliment the driver, and I said, hey, way to, way to, way to go. I mean, awesome, we're like moving now. And he was very humble, and he, and he just kind of said, you know, looking in the rearview mirror, he just kind of said, well, thank you very much, but I'm not really doing anything, I'm just following ways. And I, and I, I didn't understand what he was saying. So I said, you mean you know the way? And he said, no, ways. I'm just following ways. And I thought, what is ways? Okay, cut me some slack here. This is like three or four years ago, okay? So I had no idea what Waze is. He says, well, Waze is a GPS navigation app you can download. And I said, whoa. He said, it's crowdsourced. And I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Because what, 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 that, what it means is it's not just telling you like where to go, but like what's happening on the road to get there. So all the other people that have uh, ways, they're telling you this, not this, and it all goes into the app, and then she kind of just goes boom, 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 and we were just like sailing, and we made it to the on the other side, no problem at all. And then he said this to me. And this has changed my driving experience from that day till today. He said this, all of the Uber drivers I know in Houston use Waze. Bam, okay. So when I got to the hotel, I downloaded the app 
uh, right away, and I joined 110 million other people who have downloaded uh, that app. So you might use Apple or Google Maps or Waze or some other GPS thing, but I've found I'm using this all the time. I use it to get to places that I know about in Madison. I've lived in Madison 25 years. I gotta know my way around. I use it when I go to concert on the square because I don't know if you've realized this or not, but there is some construction going on in the summertime. And because it's crowdsourced, uh, it tells you like up to the minute, like don't do this, do this, do this, and then you just kind of follow and it helps you. Just kind of for my information, how many of you have heard of that app, Waze? Raise your hand. All right, another one. How many of you, all sites and venues, uh, how many of you regularly use some kind of GPS navigation device? Raise your hand, everybody. All right, all sites, there you go. Okay, that's like most of the hands uh, in here. So why do we use it? So well, we've got to figure out like where we're going. But there's also this idea that like it can tell you what's happening in the traffic. And it tells you like right now. It helps us because other people can tell us what's going on on the road we're taking right then. For the next six weeks, we are going to be looking at a book in the Bible, which from my perspective is like ways, kind of, for our life. It's a book that's crowdsourced. Many people have contributed to this. And they tell you, don't go that way, don't go that way, don't go that way, go this way, go this way, go this way. And we can learn from the wisdom of other people who've gone down this journey of life before and we pay attention to them and it helps us to navigate our way through the complexities of life. The book is called the book of Proverbs. We're calling this series a word to the wise. The book of Proverbs is one of the books in the wisdom literature in the Bible. Here is uh, our series uh, map. Today I'm just going to introduce the idea of uh, wisdom and the book of Proverbs because this is our August read uh, for, the, uh, for this year. And then next week, Pastor Daniel Owen, who is a pastor at our Fitchburg site, yay Daniel, uh, he's going to be teaching about a lust, and there's lots of chapters that focus on that in the book of Proverbs. And if you're a parent and want to know if that's kind of appropriate, we think it's perfectly appropriate for all children that are ages fifth grade and up. The following week, I'll be talking about uh, money, and then the week after that, I'll be talking about alcohol. Pastor Matt is going to come back and talk about friendship, and then I'll close out the series on Labor Day weekend talking about work and school. This is our August read, and we want to encourage everyone to read through this book the month of August. Just like every other um, book that we do uh, in the Bible at Blackhawk Church, we have a website, and we have a blog page, and pastors have contributed to different kinds of uh, things that you can look. You can, we can only do so much in our 35-minute talks, you guys, so we provide more uh, on our website, so go to that blog page. If you go to that blog page, you'll also find a link to uh, the videos uh, in the Bible Project put together by our friend T. 
Tim Mackey, and we're trying to get you into the habit of whenever you're starting book of the Bible to automatically go to the Bible Project and watch to see what Tim has to say. Here's Tim on the book of Proverbs. Watch this. The book of Proverbs. The word proverb typically refers to a short, clever saying that offers some kind of wisdom, and this book has a lot of those. But they're almost all in the center section of the book, chapters 10 to 29. But there is way more going on in the book of Proverbs, especially at the beginning, chapters 1 through 9, and the conclusion, chapters 30 and 31. The book's been designed with an introduction, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, and it first of all links this book to King Solomon. Now remember the story in 1 Kings chapter 3. Solomon had asked God for wisdom to lead Israel well. And so Solomon became known as the wisest man in the ancient world. And we're told in 1 Kings chapter 4 that he wrote thousands of proverbs and poems and collected knowledge about plants and animals. So Solomon was like the fountainhead of Israel's wisdom literature. So while not all the material in this book is written by him personally, he is where Israel's wisdom tradition began. The introduction says that by reading this book, you too can gain wisdom. Now wisdom for most of us means knowledge, but the Hebrew word chokhmah means much more than just mental activity. It refers to action also. So think skill or applied knowledge. This is why back in the book of Exodus, chapter 31, it was artists and craftsmen in Israel who were said to have chokhmah. So the purpose of this book is to help you develop a set of practical skills for living well in God's world. And this gets linked with another key idea in the introduction, the fear of the Lord. Now fear here is not about terror. It's about a healthy sense of reverence and awe for God and about my place in the universe. It's a moral mindset that recognizes I am not God and that I don't get to make up my own definitions of good and evil and right and wrong. Rather, I need to humble myself before God and embrace God's definition of right and wrong, even when that's inconvenient for me. All right, that just is a little bit of a teaser. We hope you then go uh, and uh, download that and look through the Bible Project. Tim Mackey, great friend, used to be on staff here at Blackhawk Church. Why don't you take your Bibles and turn to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1, and we'll look through the introduction. Proverbs chapter 1. Here we go. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and the riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. As you can uh, see, uh, this book is about helping us gain wisdom. So the question becomes, what is wisdom? Remember, the Bible is not written to us, it's written for us, not to us. So uh, the original author didn't write W-I-S-D-O, that's English. What was the word they used? And Tim did a little bit of this in his video. 
So the Hebrew word for wisdom is this word, and it is chokmah. So let's all practice our Hebrew uh, today. So remember, this is one of the words that has that guttural sound. So it says, make this sound. Everybody do that. All sides and venues. All right, good. So here we go. Chokmah, say it. A little bit more. Chokmah. Chokmah. So what's the Hebrew word for wisdom? That's a test question. I'm going to be asking that question later on in this message. It's chokmah. So what is chokmah? Bruce Waldke defines it this way. It's wisdom, chokmah, means generally masterful understanding, skill, and experience. So it's not knowledge. It's, not, it's, it's different. It's more than that. Chokmah means skill. It's, I'm, it's like Tim used the illustration. It's used in Exodus of a craftsman. There is skill. Life's about making choices. Decisions, 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 decisions. We have to make all kinds of decisions all through life. And the decisions we make turn around and make us. But the funny thing about the choices that we make, we don't know which of the choices are the significant ones and which are the not significant ones. In fact, most of the choices that we make and the decisions we make, they don't seem to be very significant at all. But we look back on life and we go, oh my gosh, that was a significant choice right there. That was a significant decision. So because we don't know which ones are significant and not, it's good to have chokhmah so you learn skill to make the right decisions. Life's complex. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Life's not like a movie, where uh, in a movie, you can, you can tell because of the way the director has the lights or the music or the sight line on the camera, that that scene, that, whoa, that's, in, that's important. Let's see that again. That's important, but in life, the music doesn't change and the lights don't change when we're making significant choices and having significant conversations. There was no music playing in my mind when I met my wife for the first time in a cafeteria at Indiana State University. No way to understand that that person I'm talking to is going to change my life. I had no idea that it was, I wish I would have known that at the time because it would change my first words to her. <laughs> because my first words were extremely rude. I'm happy that she ever talked with me again, actually. But life is like that. It's a funny thing about choices. We don't know which of the ones are significant and which of the ones are not significant. So Proverbs teaches us chokmah through Proverbs. <laughs> Proverbs. The Hebrew word for Proverbs is mashal. This is what John Walton says about mashal. A proverb, mashal, by definition, is a generalization. A generalization is considered useful when it is usually true. A generalization is not a guarantee or a promise. And this is the main reason why we're doing this message in this series, because Proverbs is our August read, and I want to help you understand about the literature you're going to read. Proverbs are generalizations. They are probabilities. It's not 
always true. This is the nature of the wisdom literature. So the generalizations. So here's an English proverb. Crime doesn't pay. It's generally true. But is it always true? <laughs> Come on, participate here, okay? <laughs> no, it's not always true. Okay, morally it never pays. But I mean, financially it pays sometimes. That's why criminals are interested in it. Because there is some benefit from time to time from that. Wake up. Morally, no, but it does pay sometimes. So it's not always true the crime doesn't pay. There are exceptions. It's a generalization. Proverbs are not promises. They're not promises. So this is the most confusing thing as Christ followers read the book of Proverbs. They get disappointed and upset, like, oh my gosh, the Bible's not true. Because look at that, that didn't come true. So here, here, this is classic. Here's a proverb that's not a promise. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Is that always true? Well, I mean, you're listening to the talk right now, and you're going to say no. But there's thousands and thousands of parents read that, and they start, they start wrestling with God, like, what's, what's my name? It says it right in your word. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. It's a proverb. Proverbs are generalizations. They're not promises. They're not always true. Generally speaking, as you train up a child in the way of the Lord, hopefully when they're old, they won't depart from it. But there are thousands and thousands of parents who've seen, millions of parents who've seen their kids depart from the way. It's not always true. Proverbs are not commands. They're not commands. So as we read through the book of Proverbs, you're going to go, well, as a com if you think they're commands, it's going to confuse the heck out of you. They're not commands. Here, look at this one. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Here's a question. Should you answer a fool or not answer a fool? Oh, Pastor Chris, that's confusing. Man, it's just like, okay, stop, 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 stop. It's only confusing if you think that's a command. And notice the way that it's put in the book of Proverbs. They're, those verses are right next to each other. That is, uh, the crowdsourced information is trying to help you, remind you what a proverb is. Should you always answer a fool? Should you not answer a fool? Well, it just depends. It's kind of like our English proverb, look before you leap. And then the other proverb is, he who hesitates is lost. <laughs> well, what should I do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, 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 stop. Look before you leap. Oh, be cautious. And then someone else comes along. No, he who hesitates is lost. Jump, go for it. <laughs> whoa, what should I do? I can't understand. It's a proverb. Sometimes you should look before you leave. Sometimes you should not hesitate, man, just go for it. Well, how do you know when, uh, well, sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. It's a proverb. For those of us who are maybe uh, engineers by background or mathematicians, the book of Proverbs is going to frustrate you. It's not paint by numbers book. Which is it? Boom, 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 boom. Because the wisdom literature knows that life is complex. It's filled with complexities. And you don't always do it that way. 
Should you always take that highway? Yeah, most of the time, but sometimes you need to get off that road and go boom, 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 boom. Listen to waves. She'll tell you. Proverbs are not commands. Proverbs paint pictures. That's what I love about the book of Proverbs. They paint pictures that you can remember. You don't apply all the Proverbs. That's not the nature of wisdom literature. You just, you, you read it, and then all of a sudden, this jumps out of you. And the, usually the reason it jumps out of you is because it's a kind of a cool picture, and you kind of re- remember that, and it applies to something that actually you're going through in your life right then. Here's an example of a picture. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. Do you get it? My mentor used to say preaching Proverbs is like preaching a period. You don't have to explain anything. I mean, there it is, right there. And it paints that picture. It's better to just have dry crust with someone and peace and quiet than have this massive feast in a room full of strife and stuff like that. And the picture, you kind of... Reminds me of last fall uh, for Thanksgiving. My wife and I were down in Naples, Florida on Thanksgiving Day. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but McDonald's is actually open on Thanksgiving Day. And on Thanksgiving Day, we went and bought some chicken McNuggets. And then we went to a private little place and enjoyed chicken McNuggets, a Diet Coke, and French fries. Best Thanksgiving meal I ever had. (laughs) Peace and quiet. Better than being in a house full of feasting with people that are, oh my gosh, I don't know what it, you guys understand what I'm talking about? Well, does that mean that we should never feast with it? No, 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 no. It's a proverb. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes not so much. How you guys doing? Here's some more pictures. I'm doing this to get you interested in the book of Proverbs. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. You see it? Here's another one. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Picture that. Here's another one. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy, what's it do? Rots the bones. Some of us are wrestling with envy. We're not happy in life. We're in this. Just rots the bones. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Do you guys get that one? Do you get that one right there? (laughs) You see that? Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a harsh word. Whoa, stirs up anger. But you know, funny thing about that, that that's the one that will like be tweeted, you know, online and stuff like that. I say, 
This is the preacher of Blackhawk Church, that kind of thing. You ever in a situation where somebody's angry at you and they're just coming after you? And then you respond with, oh my, I'm, I can see that you're really, I'm, I can see you're really upset with me right now. I can see that. See? It changes. The wisdom, chokmah, teaches us it's not necessarily what you say. It's how. That's how you say it. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. So you can kind of see the waters behind the dam. They're all building up like this and all of a sudden, and then you're going to start a quarrel. It's like drilling a hole in that dam. And then all of a sudden, boy, that dam's not going to hold. And it's like, oh my. So drop the matter before. Well, Pastor Chris, shouldn't we confront? I mean, should we always stop? It's a proverb. It's a proverb. Sometimes it's true, and you should apply it. Sometimes not. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Maybe we should put this on all of our devices before we start tweeting or doing Instagram or things like that. Yeah, yeah, are you about understanding or just airing your own Opinion. That's what fools uh, do. Proverbs paint pictures. And they don't all apply to us. But when you run into something that you go, oh my gosh. Then it's like, oh, I remember there's a proverb. There's a proverb about that. It's like my wife and I, when we're hanging a picture, whenever we hang a picture, we go fork. Go to the kitchen and get a fork. You know what I'm talking about? Because we saw picture once of how a fork can be helpful in hanging a picture. Watch this. You ever going to forget that? (laughs) Next time you hang a picture, fork. We need a fork. We need a fork. My wife and I don't hang pictures very often at all. We hardly ever hang pictures. But when we hang a picture, we run to the kitchen and we get a fork because we remember that picture. That's what Proverbs do. They paint pictures. So as you're reading through, chapter by chapter, each day, just read through the problem. Just read through them. And the ones that jump out to you will be the ones that kind of, well, you're hanging a picture that week. And it'll apply to you. You go back to Proverbs. The wisdom literature is founded upon this general principle called the fear of the Lord. Did you see that? Look back. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. So what is the fear of the Lord? In the wisdom literature, the fear of the Lord is so foundational. It is to the wisdom literature what the alphabet is to writing, what numerals are to math, what notes are to music. Without the alphabet, there's no writing. Without numbers, there's no math. Without notes, there's no music. Without the fear of the Lord, uh, there's no chokhmah. It's based on that. What is the fear of the Lord? 
This is one of those cases in the Bible where um, doing a word study on a word doesn't help you. If you do a word study on the word fear, this is not going to help you. It's like the word butterfly. Doing a word study on butter won't help you understand butterfly. Or doing a word study on, on apple won't help you understand what pineapple is. Doing a word study on the fear of the Lord, it's not going to help you. What is fear of the Lord? As Tim said in his uh, video, and he actually has another video about the fear of the Lord. It has the idea of, of our attitude. Our, do we have, a, do we have a, a humble attitude as we approach what God says? When I talk about the fear of the Lord, sometimes I use uh, this picture as an illustration. Take a look at that. What are you going to do when you're driving and you come to that stop sign in the middle of nowhere? And you can have a clean sight all around you and there's not one car as far as you can possibly see. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna stop or are you just going to go on? Traffic signs don't carry with them their own punishment, see? The law of traffic signs is not like the law of fire. The law of fire carries with it its own punishment. If I had a flame here and I put my hand in the flame, oh, it carries its own punishment. Oh, oh, oh. or snakes carry with them their own punishment. Whoa, 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 don't do that. <laughs> traffic signs are not like the law of fire. They don't carry with them their own punishment. You can, you can break traffic signs all day long and nobody catches you, nobody sees you. You're not punished at all. You go, what are you going to do with that sign? If you're stopping in the middle of nowhere because it says stop, it's probably because you have an appreciation for that sign. Because you know that that sign has saved your life thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And that little sign has kept you from doing real damage or killing someone else thousands and thousands and thousands of times. You don't know why they put that sign there. You don't know who put the sign there. But if you have kind of an appreciation of that sign, it doesn't matter why. You're just going to come to a stop because of your relationship to that sign. That's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is, I, I, I don't know why in the world he would say that. What in the, what is going on? I wouldn't, know. but you know what? In my life, God's been right a few times. And I'm just gonna show him respect by doing what he says, even though it makes no sense at the time. It's the fear of the Lord. And that is the beginning of, what's the Hebrew word for wisdom? A little bit more, what is it? It's not being smart, you guys. It's about the skill of living because life is all about the choices we make. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Life is all about making decisions and the decisions we make, they turn around and they make us. So this is the August read, you guys. This is the challenge. It's the reason we're doing this talk on July 28th.
because August starts on what day this week? That's Thursday, you guys. So what we're trying to encourage you to do is to every day through August, 31 days in August, 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, is to read a chapter in Proverbs. We want to help you. If you go to our blog site, you can see that we have a link to the YouVersion app. You go to the YouVersion app, you download it, and there's lots of different Proverbs apps in the YouVersion. Look for the one that has the beautiful picture there, and that is the one we're using. And then that will kind of cue you in it every day you can just read one chapter. If you're not a techie kind of person, you don't use those kind of devices, just start on August 1st and read chapter one and then the next day. And if you lose track, what, just look at the calendar. What day is it? If it's the eighth, read Proverbs chapter eight. What we're trying to help you do is develop a habit, a habit of reading Proverbs because you will find that it will help you develop chokmah, the skill of making right choices. And the funny thing about choices, we don't know which one of them is significant, which one's not. But you develop the skill by actually reading the book and applying it to your life. It's like the Waze app. It doesn't do me any good if I look at the Wikipedia article on Waze. It doesn't help me at all. I actually have to download it and actually have to use it. And as I use it, become familiar with it, that helps me find my way on a physical journey. The book of Proverbs is intended to give us wisdom for our journey. So your challenge is Thursday, August 1st, read chapter 1. Let's pray. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Some of us are in a place right now where we realize we made a bad decision. (laughs) But there are more decisions that we're going to have to make, more choices that we're going to have to make. We could do it like everybody else and get snarled in a jam and be like all the other people. Or we could be different. Get off the road that everybody's on and get on the road less traveled. We pray, Father, that you would help us to get on that road and to learn from the people who've come before us about the way to go. We pray this in Christ's name and for the sake of his reputation, all God's people said.